Welcome back to Optimal Living Podcast. I'm Sam Bizak. If you didn't already know, what was once OptimalLiving.com is now my new website, www.BossStrength.com. When I relaunched, I began offering online personal training to help you get the body you want on your own time. Also, I just recently finished the first 12-week strength and hypertrophy program for Boss Strength called Potentiate. This program uses techniques such as progressive overload, daily undulating periodization, rest pause, and post-activation potentiation. These are all techniques backed by science to help you get big and strong in the shortest amount of time. This program also offers a rotating emphasis on the big three, squat, bench, and deadlift, in terms of training for hypertrophy, strength, and power to help optimize strength and muscle gain adaptations and also prevent plateau. Additionally, it comes in three different options of either three, four, or five workouts per week to help cater to your needs. If you want more information about that program, head over to www.bossstrength.com forward slash potentiate. So getting into the topic of today, today I'm just going to be talking about some dieting essentials. About a month ago, I decided that I would go on a diet, and this was primarily due to the fact that I had gained way too much weight, despite being the strongest I've ever been in my life. I found that I was unhappy, and I needed to make a change. The problem with getting a burst of motivation like that is, as soon as you do, your mind starts to run wild. All the things that you need to do, all the things that you need to change, all the things that you need to cut out of your life. This can cause you to do a lot of different drastic things that pretty much set you up for failure. So instead of suggesting that you do that, uh, I decided that I would make this guide not only for myself, but for other people that are in a similar situation. I realized that everybody has their own image of what their body should be, and They see people on Instagram and Facebook and all these people who are in perfect shape, and it really messes with your mind. I know it firsthand, and and I know that other people experience the same thing too. So the goal of this this podcast and the associated article, um, which if you didn't know, is live on BossStrength.com, Dieting Essentials Part 1. The whole point of this is just to lay out some main points that you need to know in order to be successful and make a good life change that will actually be sustainable for the rest of your life. So the first point really is instead of getting all excited about this motivation to change and then making drastic changes right off the bat, what you should do is you should sit down, take a breath, and have a realistic and clear goal with a plan of action to achieve it. Too often in the mainstream we see things like cleanses and reduced toxins in your body and 21-day fixes, and quite frankly, it makes me angry. Not because they're just preying on on people's ignorance, which they are doing. Uh, It sets people up for failure. I've always had a motto, you know, you can go on a diet and lose 10 pounds, but if a month after you're done with with the diet you've gained back 15 pounds and now you're more overweight than when you started. The diet was not a success. It was a failure, which is really unfortunate. So what I suggest is that you sit down and you say to yourself, you know, where could I be in three months from now? 
what are the necessary changes that I would need to make in order to achieve that goal rather than what crazy plan can I start and how quickly can I get it done? That just sets you up for failure and it wrecks your emotions. And I don't want to see that. The whole point of this website was so that people could make sustainable changes that they could carry with them for the rest of your life. And that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to diet. I want you to be able, be able to be successful and healthy and happy with your own body. So sit down, have a realistic goal in mind, and figure out how you're going to achieve it. And if that means that you need to get a personal trainer or contact a nutritionist, that's totally fine. If you want to do it yourself, you have to realize that it's going to take some work and it's going to take a little bit of time to research what all the necessary things that you need to do. The fact of the matter is dieting is actually pretty simple, and I'll get into different things why that's the case Um but you really just have to sit down, figure out what you're going to do, and execute it. The second thing that most people seem to forget is that energy balance is the number one thing that you have to, to worry about. There's a great resource, and it's actually in the article that I posted. It's this pyramid of nutritional importance that was popularized by a guy named Eric, Helm, Eric Helms. What this pyramid postulates is that at the bottom with the largest volume is the most important thing and the top of the pyramid is the least important thing and what you'll notice is that on the bottom of the period is energy balance or total total calories in versus calories out the fact of the matter is in its most simplest terms if you expend more energy than you consume in terms of calories you'll lose weight if you consume more calories than you expend you'll gain weight. And if you can match your maintenance, then you'll neither go up or down. So that's the second thing that you really need to to think about. What you should do is you should find your maintenance. And there's two ways that you can go about this. One, you can either use formulas, which I've provided for you in the article. Depending on your body weight and your activity level, you can fairly closely figure out what a maintenance calorie intake is for you. And again, a maintenance calorie intake means you can consume this amount of calories and neither gain nor lose weight if you keep everything else in your life constant. The second way to find maintenance, and it's the thing that I suggest that you do, is to track food. And I get that not everybody wants to track food. However, if you're serious about changing your life and want to have a sustainable practice in terms of being able to eat the things that you want, you'll need to figure out your maintenance via tracking. And what you can do, it's really simple, is you can weigh yourself in the morning after you've used the washroom and then continue to track your food for the next five days. And this is where most people fail with this, unfortunately. The tracking the food gets difficult. The one thing that you just need to remember is that you can't lie to yourself. You should track everything that you eat so that way you have a realistic understanding of how much food you're actually eating and what that actually does to your body. Don't just rationalize, oh, I had a couple chips or I had like a couple handfuls of popcorn. You know, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is those are calories and they do matter, especially if you're trying to find your maintenance. So just moving on, track your intake for the next five days. After the fifth day, wake up in the morning, weigh yourself after going to the bathroom at the same exact time that you did on day one, and then see what happened to your weight. If your weight went up, 
that means that you ate more or you moved less or a combination of both than you normally do in regular life. If you lost weight, that means that you either increased your amount of activity, you decreased the amount of food that you're eating, or a combination of both. If your weight has pretty much stayed the same, you know, plus or minus half a pound or so, that's a pretty good indication that after you take the average of your total calories divided by five for the number of days that you are tracking, that that's a maintenance calorie intake from you. And then you can proceed with decreasing or increasing calories based on whatever your goal is. The third point, and this is often overlooked by many different people, based on your maintenance calorie intake, you should determine if dieting is actually the right answer. And I know that that's not necessarily something that everybody wants to hear. Everybody gets this idea of that they're not happy with their body and they want to start changing um, changing things in their life immediately and start reducing calories and whatnot. But sometimes that might not already might not always be a good option. And a prime example is if you're already consuming a really low amount of calories and you're still not where you want to be. The problem with that is is you'll either end up having to increase the amount of exercise you're doing, you'll have to decrease your calories further, or a combination of both to get down to the body fat that you want to get to. And in my opinion, if it's if you're already consuming, you know, if if you're of a normal weight and you're consuming less than 1700 calories, it's not advised that you go any lower than that. Uh, simply because it'll lead to a lot of hormonal problems, organ function, uh, and not to mention your mood. Uh, There's a really good chance that you'll become depressed if you're not already. If you find yourself in this situation, this is one of the hardest things that you'll ever have to do in your life, and it's something that I had to do a couple months back, and it put me in the position that I am now. You'll probably need to slowly increase the amount of food that you eat, Um, and that's not something that everybody likes to hear but it's one of the best things that you can do. And I'm sure despite the fact that you might put on a little bit of body weight, you might find that you're happier, you have more vitality, you have more energy, um, and then it can set you up for a position down the road where you can safely and effectively reduce calories and begin to see the changes in the in your body that you want. Additionally, when you have this increase in calorie intake, you can take advantage of it. You'll probably have more energy, you'll have... Uh, more vigor in the gym, and you can really start to increase your strength and your muscle. That's exactly what happened to me. I was consuming a pretty low amount of calories due to a number of different factors, and my training was suffering. And then I decided, hey, I need to start increasing my calories more. Uh, And as soon as I did that, I started making personal records in the gym left and right, and I literally got to the strongest I've ever been in my life. The problem that I had was that I didn't control that extra intake. I just kind of decided, hey, I need to eat, so I'm going to start eating, and I just started eating. I didn't really care. And because my training was indicative of increasing muscle and strength, and I was increasing muscle and strength, I just didn't really think about it. And then it put me in a position where I was the heaviest I've ever I've ever been in my life, and it kind of made me worried. It, it wasn't a place that I wanted to be. Uh, so Luckily, I had put myself in a position where I could make a reasonable change that wouldn't severely affect my my mood or um, my energy levels, and that's what I ended up doing. 
The fourth thing is focus on the calories first and the macros second. Okay, everybody gets caught up in this whole idea of like, oh, I need to cut out all my carbs or, oh, I need to, you know, increase my fat intake or I should go keto or I need to carb restrict, you know, whatever. As I mentioned before, calories in versus calories out, while that's not the whole equation, it is the most important thing that you need to manage before you start getting into macronutrients, micronutrients, nutrient timing and supplements. Unfortunately, this is pretty much ass backwards from what normal people do in regular society, but it's the most important. The thing that you have to remember is that protein, carbohydrates, and fats all have a caloric value, and those calories make up your total calorie intake. Okay, protein and carbohydrate are about four calories per gram, while fat is nine. So you can see that one might have more impact on that energy intake than another, but at the end of the day, the total calories are still there. Those macronutrients still make up those total calories. And the one thing, you know, especially with carb restriction, carb restriction is probably the biggest thing in the fitness industry and, you know, in mainstream media. You have to remember that those carbohydrates have a caloric value. Okay, people start to carb restrict and see changes. And the fact of the matter is, is while there might be something special to restricting carbohydrates, the chances are that what's happening is that they're inadvertently reducing their total calories and they're also reducing the amount of glycogen in their muscle and they're also reducing the amount of water that is normally stored with that glycogen in their muscle. And this is usually confirmed by the fact that if you end up having a refeed day where you eat more calories from carbohydrate, you start to gain weight and you start to look fuller and feel fuller and your muscle feels harder and stronger. That's a big problem with with people who decide to automatically start like a clean eating diet or uh, just simply carb restricting. The fact of the matter is they are inadvertently reducing calories. This isn't the case for everybody, but pretty much across the board otherwise, it's because they're reducing total calorie intake. So until you get that energy balance in check and understand how much you're consuming and how much you need to not consume to start losing weight, focus on the energy balance and then move on to macronutrients and then maybe move on to micronutrients. Number five, you need to start with a modest but meaningful reduction of calories. This is a big thing. This is a thing that I've experienced in the past, and I know that many people do. This, again, kind of ties back in with that whole burst of motivation to diet. One of the things that many people do is they get this idea to start dieting, and they automatically are like, whoa, I need to cut all my calories in half, or I need to start cutting out different things. And then, you know, they go from eating 3,000 or 3,500 calories to now they're consuming 1,000. And it's no wonder that they're miserable and hate their life and then a week later have quit have quit dieting. So what I suggest is that you start with something like a 20 to 30% deficit from your maintenance. So remember, you have to find that maintenance calorie intake first and then make a modest reduction in those calories by making a modest reduction of 20%, you won't hate yourself, okay? But it's enough to stimulate some weight loss, hopefully specifically from fat mass, over a couple days. You'll probably find that 
you know, over the course of a week, you start to lose about a pound to a pound and a half or two pounds. And that's where you want to be. That's one of the things that I realized when I started dieting. I had this idea that I wanted to lose, you know, one or two pounds per week. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like upset about the fact that I only lost a few pounds. And then I realized, hey, that's what the entire idea was in the first place. So that kind of brought me back uh, to where I was. Um, but you don't want to you don't want to cut out way too much at all, and you don't want to cut out you know a hundred calories because a hundred calories is going to make it way too slow. And a lot of research indicates that like a, a more drastic change is appropriate for a diet. But you just have to remember you don't want to make it too drastic that you're miserable and then you quit the diet after a week. Number six, and this is a pretty big one for me too, uh, I suggest that you use your current eating habits to determine the best course of action for your diet. Like I mentioned a whole bunch of times throughout the course of this podcast, many people decide to either start clean eating or specifically carb restricting. While I do agree with carb restriction from the standpoint of that you can take this macronutrient that people usually consume a bunch of and start to reduce it a bit as a means of reducing calories, I think that's a great idea. Unfortunately, a lot of people take this way too literally and start 100% restricting carbohydrates. So basically, you're going from a diet that you enjoy that wasn't actually indicative to your goals, okay? And then you're automatically going, okay, I'm not going to eat any carbohydrates at all. That's just a recipe for disaster. There's a lot of good evidence for the ketogenic diet. I'm not ratching on the ketogenic diet. If you want to do it, go for it. I think it's it's obviously a reasonable diet for many people. However, don't just go from 400 carbs a day to zero overnight because you'll fail. Unless you have an iron will and just don't care about feeling, feeling like shit, don't do that. Okay, if you decide that you want to carb restrict, which is 100% totally cool, you should do it incrementally. Take those 20% reductions in your total calorie intake and take it from carbohydrate. Okay, and then slowly transition into a ketogenic style dieting, style of dieting. And you also have to remember that if you want to be on a ketogenic diet, you should do your research on a ketogenic diet because simply restricting carbohydrates is not a ketogenic diet, despite what anybody tells you. That is not keto, okay? Ketogenic diet is a high fat diet and a moderate protein, moderate to low protein, and very, <clears throat> excuse me, a very limited amount of carbohydrate. So don't fool yourself. But just getting back on track, I suggest that based on your current eating habits, you determine your best course of action. For me, I like carbohydrates. I like to eat them. So I figured that I would just take the already high amount of carbohydrates that I choose to eat normally and start restricting them slightly and increasing my protein intake a little bit, but also making sure that I was in a caloric deficit. And for me, that was the best course of action. And in fact, I'm actually enjoying the diet more than I was when I was just eating whatever I wanted. Okay, you don't have to be a flexible dieter. You don't have to do any of this, but just realize that if you take how you currently eat and just start to adjust it, it will make the process much easier. Number seven, this kind of goes without saying, um, but I'm going to say it anyways. You should really consume protein and vegetables. Um, there's plenty of studies that increasing protein and vegetable intake are both beneficial for weight loss. Um, one 
in particular with protein, um, protein, uh, due to the nature of the way that protein is um, structured, uh, the three-dimensional structure needing to be digested both increases your metabolism and increases satiety or the feeling of you being satisfied from meal. This is really important when you're dieting, especially when you start to get those hunger pangs. So increase your protein intake and that will help like kind of make you not as hungry anymore. The same thing with vegetables. Vegetables are really interesting in the fact that one, they provide you with a bunch of nutrients. Okay, that's that micronutrient part of the pyramid that in my opinion at this point is really irrelevant, uh, especially if you're getting a wide range of different foods in your diet. Um, but vegetables are very fiber dense. Okay, plenty Plenty of studies have indicated that vegetables and the associated fiber not only feeds the beneficial bacteria in the gut, um, but fiber also helps with digestion and increases satiety sig significantly, meaning that you'll feel fuller for longer and hopefully um, be more successful in your diet. The second and arguably more important part of this is that vegetables have a very low calorie or a very high calorie to volume ratio, meaning that for a very large amount of, of vegetables, you have a very small impact on the total amount of calories that you're eating. Uh, this allows you to kind of visualize and feel a lot more food being taken in and not significantly impacting uh, the total amount of calories that you're consuming. So in eating a lot of vegetables, you can eat a bunch of them and still have enough room to have some Halo Top ice cream or some popcorn or a piece of pizza later on if you want to. Uh, increase your vegetables not only for the fiber and the satiety of that, but because you can eat a whole bunch of them and it will significantly benefit your diet. Lastly, the one of the biggest things for me is be careful with cheat days. Uh, I specifically choose to do what I call refeeds instead. And the difference between a refeed and a cheat meal, a cheat meal, in my opinion, is that a typical cheat meal is just like eat whatever the hell you want. Well, since I flexible diet, I do that anyways. Okay, so I'm not just like eating chicken and brown rice all the time. I'm eating whatever I want and just tracking my macronutrients. I'm not saying that that's what everybody needs to do. Um, but the problem is, is that a lot of people, they restrict themselves and they hate it for so long. And then all of a sudden they get this cheat day where they can have like pizza and, and ice cream, something like that. I'm not even into eating in the first place most of the time. Um, but doing so is like a really easy way to gain gain weight back, uh, gain weight back that won't be beneficial and will stick around. Um, that's not to say that increasing your calories back up to maintenance every once in a while or fairly regularly as I've experienced is beneficial because it is beneficial. But if you have an already bad relationship with food and you start restricting certain foods that you enjoy eating and then all of a sudden you say, hey, I'm going to have a cheat day and now you're eating 10,000 calories, which is not all that uh, incomprehensible. You know, if you have a couple burgers and a pizza and maybe some ice cream, like it would be really easy to eat that many calories. And then you've taken that 3,500 calorie deficit that you 
accumulated throughout the week and just thrown it out the window. Uh, so in my opinion, don't do that. What I suggest is that you take programmed days in which you're going to eat at or around your maintenance calories and make it primarily from carbohydrate. Okay, this will help improve thyroid function and a bunch of other endocrine uh, hormonal release. Um, and also, like, kind of, I hate to say this, but it, it, it will sort of reset your, your metabolic rate um, from what's happened through uh, being in a caloric deficit for, for a long time. Uh, not to mention, if you start doing this with carbohydrate, you'll refill that muscle glycogen uh, and also hydration in the muscle, which will make you feel really good. It'll make you feel real strong um, and probably improve your performance. The second thing is that when you do have these refeed days, I suggest using it. Okay, don't just make your refeed day or your cheat meal if you end up choosing to do that, like some day that you uh, are taking off. I'm a big proponent of if I'm going to have these extra calories, you might as well use them. Uh, go and get a good workout in, get a nice pump. Uh, use use it. Make yourself feel good. Make yourself look good in the mirror uh, and just have fun with it. So as of right now, that's pretty much all I have for you. Um, those are my top tips and kind of dieting essentials uh, that you should be aware of when uh, you decide to uh, start down the path of, of losing body fat. Just a little reminder, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, my new website is bossstrength.com, B-O-S-S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H.com. Uh, there's not three S's in there. And I also recently just dropped my 12-week strength and hypertrophy program called Potentiate. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, I think this program's awesome. I've actually used it myself, and it gave me great results. Uh, again, this was back when I was eating a ton of food all the time, and I took advantage of it using this program. So if that's something that you're interested in, putting size and strength on, check it out super affordable comes in three different options you know three four or five uh, workouts per week that are optimized for each choice uh, and in addition to that you also get access to the boss strength uh, training programs private facebook group where you can ask me and any of the contributors different questions that you have re with regards to training or nutrition or just the program uh, at all so i think that's about it for me for all things strength and nutrition, bossstrength.com, your practical guide to exercise and nutrition science.